Do you like food? I love food. My favorite topic. Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I just, I'm, I'm curious, right? Like, because some people, for whatever reason, refuse to eat food. And it's, it's uh, you know, 30 years ago, we would have been talking about how people should be really, really skinny. And now strong is the new sexy. So I feel like food has to come into the equation. Absolutely. So today we want to outline this conversation. And we're going to have a conversation around... Uh, particularly food sourcing or shopping. And we want to talk a little bit about personal shopping, but also what to do when you're on the road. Because I know we've done a whole episode on travel, but this is going to be specifically if you're on the road and find yourself in a situation where you're out to dinner, what to do. And so why don't we kick things off with the, the personal side of things. So to set the scene for everybody, you're at home, you're in Stockholm, Amsterdam, uh, Chicago, Illinois, wherever, Singapore, and you're in your general routines at home, meaning you're working, you come home, you eat dinner, uh, assuming that you don't work from home. What? How should people source their ingredients? Uh, said another way, what should we look to add to our nutrition, but also what should we avoid when we're going either to the grocery store or ordering online? Yeah, uh, if you want a very simple, straightforward answer, I would say avoid processed food. Everything that is ready-made, um, I would not buy. And buy organic, buy uh, fresh food. So, Satu, growing up, did you ever have exposure to microwave dinners? I did. Not as much as probably many others, but I did from time to time. My parents uh, later on went totally against microwave ovens, so I think that was a pretty smart choice from them. Yeah, I think, look, mom, I love you if you're listening to this, but the microwave dinners from Oscar Mayer, they just, they don't serve anybody, Uh, which I guess kind of leads into one of the other points that you made about shopping in a grocery store in terms of sourcing organic, et cetera. How is it in Stockholm, if I were to stay around the perimeter of the grocery store, am I relatively okay in terms of food selection? I think so. Yes. I think the grocery stores around here are good, mostly mm-hmm. very good. I've lived also in, in Dubai and Abu Dhabi and uh, you might find grocery stores that are, not equally good <laughs> in, terms of, <laughs> in terms of quality. Nothing against Dubai and Abu Dhabi. Love both places. Okay, so general hypothesis, and I just haven't been proven wrong on this yet, is if you go around the perimeter of the grocery store, you're generally okay to shop. And if we're looking at more of a, a comparison table of eat versus avoid, I would, you know, Venture to say, and we haven't looked at the genetics for 99.9% of the people listening to this, right? Mm -hmm. So we're making broad generalizations here. And again, this isn't nutritional advice. We're just sharing information. If you want nutritional advice, go see your nutritionist. Or if you want medical advice, go see your doctor. Full disclosure. Okay. So broad things that I find to be useful um, in terms of guidance for going to the grocery store. Number one, and this kind of goes after what you just said on the preserved food side, eat real food, right? If it's something you can't pronounce, probably should avoid it. Yeah. Uh, 
So getting rid of preserved foods in general is a good idea. Vegetables and fruits are okay. I think there's some argument on the fruit side uh, with mm. sugars, depending on where you fall on the low carb, high carb spectrum. Yeah. And then should we talk a little bit about meat? This is going to be controversial. Meat and fish. Yeah. Well, if you ask me, I go for the fish uh, in the grocery store and, and I don't eat that much meat, but uh, yeah, we all have our preferences and yeah. we all are different. Yeah. I'm trying to get Sean Baker to come on the show soon, but uh, look, from a fish perspective, I eat a very similar, uh, I guess you can call it nutrition plan uh, to you. And, you know, I mm. prefer fish. I eat quite a lot of eggs, but also, mm. you know, I'll occasionally have meat. And so in terms of sourcing fish and meat, wild caught grass fed is usually the best. Yeah. Uh, I know in some places in the world, Singapore, it's not very easy to get those. And so you kind of need to go with your, your best local quality there. Yeah. So sourcing, yeah. the key message here is that the source does matter. You know, a um, couple yeah. of reference points that I want to make for people. There is a, I think it's either the toxic 10 or the dirty dozen that the environmental working group produces every year. If you want a list of just foods that you should definitely buy organic, I think spinach is number one there. Uh, mm -hmm. that's something to look into. And then the clean 15, which is also from the environmental working group. Those are ones that you may be able to get away with not buying organic. That's a good advice to give. Perfect. Um, I think going back to the fish and the seafood, um, you might want to consider which day of the week you buy this because <laughs> Yeah, you know when the fishermen have been working and when they haven't been working. And uh, also, if you live in, in places where they actually have to import, like salmon, for instance, uh, which was the case when I was living back in the Middle East, um, you could actually smell the fish that it has been there on the shelf for way too long, or not necessarily even on the shelf, but just traveling from who knows where, New Zealand. Um, and you just don't, want to eat it no don't do that <laughs> it's funny you mentioned new zealand because like I, I, my lady's from new zealand so i occasionally get to go back to paradise and mm. you walk into the grocery store and you're, you ask the person like is this grass-fed or wild caught and the butcher or fishmonger looks at you and they're like little child it's all <laughs> it's all grass-fed and wild caught but not all of the world is like new zealand no. And so, you know, some things that are easy to get um, that you can do if you need to live on a budget, let's say, mm -hmm. bottom feeders, you know, things like sardines, mm -hmm. certain types of tuna are okay. Yeah. But you can get those pretty easily. Yeah. Should we chat a little bit about life on the road? Because I think for a lot of people listening to this, Mr. Executive out there, um, you know, Johnny CEO, uh, that may be a pretty relevant, right? Yeah. You're on the road, you're going from place to place. You either don't have control over your dinner or somebody's booking it for you or you're um, ordering your groceries. Mm -hmm. Any tips for that person? Uh, I think you, you need to demand uh, <laughs> more at restaurants to start with. Um, you can always ask what 
a certain meal or dish contains. Um, some people want to or need to avoid dairy or gluten. And those are questions the restaurants need to be able to answer. Um, you can ask what uh, kind of fat they use when they're grilling the meat or, or doing the steak or whatever. Um, and you can ask them to switch it to something else. It's, it's just you need to open your mouth. <laughs> yeah. I think like, both you and I have spent quite a bit of time on the road. Mm. And I would say that I've done this well only in sort of like the last 10% of that career in finance. And now I do it pretty well. Mm. But there are definitive strategies that when you're going into the restaurant, you know, um, things you can do well and things you do wrong. Mm. And so first things first, and you alluded to this on another podcast, but getting control of your schedule could also include getting control of the meal. So where you go, being able to select the meal to the extent you can, that's ideal. Mm. Now, let's say you can't and you get a restaurant that shows up in your calendar. Doing your due diligence beforehand, and most re restaurants these days have a little bit of a website, and being able to see what types of food are on offer, and just the preparation alone will prevent you from going there and devouring a lot of fried food. Exactly. Next thing, turn down the bread basket. Oh, yeah. Most people don't need bread. No. I would I would get rid of that. And just to add a little little tip to what you said about the fat selection. And this is, sometimes I've been told this is obnoxious and sometimes I've been told it's a pretty interesting way to go about it. I tell people I'm allergic to vegetable oil. <laughs> uh, now, you'd be shocked how many times the kitchen says, well, we don't have anything that doesn't have vegetable wow. oil in it. That's crazy. <laughs> but it's it's a good way to to get the point across to, to restaurants. I'm not actually allergic to vegetable oil, but uh, they have to pay attention to it in that case, mm -hmm. in which case they will have a conversation with the chef and they will make it happen for you. Yeah. Uh, vegetable oil is just toxic for your brain, which is the only way, reason why I do that, by the way. Yeah. And um, most of the restaurants, really, they do have olive oil there or just normal butter if you want to go that way. You just need to ask. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at the menu, what are some things that you would generally advise people to avoid? Well, fried food, mm -hmm. um, sugary food, desserts. Um, I don't think we need desserts. Like if you go for a business dinner, you can skip the dessert. Save it for when you have your birthday or anniversary. I don't do sugar at all, so... Or go for the fruits or, or berries, whatever. Um, so those, definitely no fried food. Uh, I wouldn't go for uh, French fries, uh, potatoes necessarily. Just stick to fresh, like easy thing is vegetables and meat or fish or chicken. Uh, then you know what you're getting most of the times. All right, the sponsor for today's podcast is a member of the toolkit that I use on an almost daily basis to upgrade my state of being and have used it actually for the past couple of years. The guys over at Neurohacker Collective have done a fantastic job. You've heard me rave about the original stack as well as Qualia Mind on the show. But now I'm so excited because the suite of products has grown. 
You have qualia focus for that near-term bump. You have qualia mind caffeine free for all my caffeine sensitive listeners out there. But their latest product, which just came out, is oh so exciting. It's called Eternus, and it's a 38 ingredient formula containing the most researched and premium ingredients on earth for supporting cellular health. This is key to combating the symptoms of aging. If you want to check out Eternus, Qualia Mind, Focus, or any of the Neurohacker products, go over to neurohacker.com and plug in the code BOOMER. You'll get an additional 15% off your order. Enjoy. Absolutely. I think, look, fried food, that's a no-brainer. Just avoid it. And you can ask the question. Like, don't be afraid of asking questions or calling ahead to figure it out. Um, If you're in the U.S., maybe consider ordering two appetizers instead of an appetizer and a main Mm. if you're forced into that that sort of a situation. The reason being, and this is actually true in multiple places in the world, but I select the U.S. because I'm from there, portion size is out of control. And so you don't need that much food. Mm. So considering the number of courses that you go through and then trying to select your portions based on that, yes, if you're at a Michelin star restaurant, you may be in for a seven-course meal that uh, contains smaller portions. But just be mindful that uh, an entree from Morton's Steakhouse, you do not need to physically eat a 21-ounce ribeye or whatever it is, <laughs> right? That That is not meant for one person. No. So, and what other tips can we give people while they're on the road? Let's say you actually have a night to yourself. Uh, what What are ways that we can give people easy access to the local good stuff? Oh, yeah. You know the apps better than me, so you go ahead and, and share all those. Sure. Um, I like Instacart in the U S uh, you can generally Google most food delivery services in around the, um, around the world. But I mean, you have all these things like Uber eats Mm -hmm. Deliveroo. Uh, there's a number of interesting ones that I can't pronounce in the Netherlands, (laughs) Foodora, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. That are able to deliver to you. And there's certain cuisines actually that I find to be very conducive to um to eating healthy so let's lob a few in here what are some of your favorite healthier kind of cuisines i think the mediterranean cuisine usually works pretty well um from the apps you can choose like healthy food and then you can sort like salad bars where you can easily Mm -hmm. choose your proteins your your carbs and your vegetables that's a very easy thing to do Um, also I like Lebanese food. Um, don't go for the fried stuff, but if you go with their like hummus and the salads and then chicken and lamb meat, whatever you like, that's quite a good way to go. Beautiful. Okay. I like, I like throw this one on top there because it's not all good, but you can pick and choose your courses. Thai food tends to work really well, particularly if you're um, trying to keep keto. Indian food's a little bit more difficult, but you can do it. Uh, there are certain dishes that are relatively, they're pretty good. Mm. And I would just, you know, maybe avoid pizza unless mm. you're having a, a cheat meal. It's There are people that make sourdough pizzas, but it, it's a little bit harder. Yeah. I think with the Italian food also, and I think people are thinking about pastas. The problem with pasta, uh, well, I don't eat that, but if you would, 
normally the portion sizes are way too big in restaurants. So they mm -hmm. do get like the triple amount of carbs that you actually need from, uh, from the pasta. Absolutely. I guess one last travel tip for people before we, we wrap this one up. If you're on the road and you don't know where to go, this is something that uh, podcast guest Skip Kelly gave to me once, and I, I found it true in anywhere from Tallinn to uh, your hometown, Helsinki, uh, to a few other places. Google vegan restaurants. Mm. And if you Google vegan, and I'm not necessarily advocating being vegan here. That's totally your choice. Uh, there's smart ways to do it and not so smart ways to do it. But if you do that, you will generally be pointed in the direction of an area that has a focus on health. Yeah. Just take, for instance, when I was in Riga, I did this Google vegan restaurants and you go and all of a sudden there's half a dozen restaurants around there. Now, you don't necessarily have to go to the vegan restaurant. For me, that's not the most satiating food in the world. Uh, there's plenty of other opportunities around. Mm. And so that's just a little pro tip that depending on where you are in the world, you may be able to locate health and healthy food just by simply Googling vegan restaurants. And the reason is, is that they happen to be everywhere. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's good. Awesome. Satu, should we wrap this one up? Yes, we should. I just want to All add right. one thing. If you go for ready-made food in the grocery store, read the label and avoid things like fructose, soy, corn, syrup, whatever. End of story. Really? <laughs> End of story. Great way to end the show. Excellent. The show notes for this one are decodingsuperhuman.com slash food sourcing. Enjoy this episode, friends. And remember, as always, have an epic day. Satu, till next time. Till next time. Boomer. Thanks. Superhumans, before you go, if you enjoy the episode, if you enjoy all of our episodes, head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. It would really, really help get the word out on what we're doing here at Decoding Superhuman. Feedback. If you want to give us direct feedback or you want to see us cover a specific topic, whether on the shorter episodes or the longer episodes, head on over to your email and email us at podcast at decodingsuperhuman.com. For those of you who have sent emails to that address, you know that I respond to every single one. And then lastly, would you like 300 to 500 words of highly curated information on how to upgrade performance? If so, head on over to decodingsuperhuman.com slash throwdown and you'll get our next issue of the throwdown, which is our 300 to 500 word highly curated digest, if you will, on what's going on in the field of performance. Enjoy your day, superhumans, and thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in to today's episode.